Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. Hey, RJ, how you doing, man? Hey, Jordan, how are you? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm tired. It was um, and I so had a little bit of traveling. It was my my dad's seventy fifth birthday, so we went up to to go see him for that. Um, and I don't know if I'm more tired from you know the traveling and the celebration, or just the fact that we had this enormous onslaught of biathlon. You know, four races in the last uh, in the last two days, and there was just everything that happened before that. I'm 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 worn down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it it didn't help with um, so I was off work on Thursday and Friday, and then of course the weekend, and then uh, today's also a stat day here, and. Um, <sighs> I remember texting you like I woke up I don't know I don't know what time it was but I I thought it was a day later and I missed two races and I was t- texting you saying tomorrow after watch the races live and then in between I have to catch up with the other races and stuff so yeah it was all a uh, bit of a mix up in my head but it's still like it just makes me think of considering how tiring it can be to keep track of everything and watch everything and then read news and all that stuff and then to realize that these guys have so many races to actually ski (laughs) and when you're still in you know you're still in uh in a celebratory or not celebratory mood after a race and you already already have to get ready or in focus for the for the next race so especially those that you know race every race or almost every race it must be not physically well also physically but very mentally um exhausting right Mm -hmm. yeah and and for somebody who like like jt bow who who has so many medals that you know of course he's still excited about each one but he doesn't you know it, it doesn't it's not as, as sort of overwhelming but for these people who have these like these great races and they and so you want to celebrate that but then you have to turn around to race again the next day. So it's got to be, I know your head's got to be spinning. I would assume that that at least gives you a lot of energy too. But like for someone like Tandrevolt, it must be, Oh yes. Like every race must be like, I just want to get it over with. And of course she still has the hope that she'll turn it around. And then every, well, pretty much every race she had a, a meltdown in the standing at some point. I know. But, um, so normally we don't try to just like go race by race and we're, but there like, there's so much that happened that, uh, I, my brain can actually not hold all of it. So we are going to do a little of that, uh, during the, during the episode, just because I, as Great. we were sitting here getting reality ready, check, was, Jordan. Yeah. It's was that? never going to be in it. Let's do a reality check. It's never going to be like in a. <laughs> chronological no, no, it's, it's never going to be orderly <laughs> never going to be orderly <laughs> but um as as we were getting ready you know I, I was just quickly scrolling through uh through the the results there were things that happened two days ago that i'm already like whoa that happened like i have to how did, how I, did I forget it so it's just been it's been a lot um yeah but but general takeaways like general general big picture things how do you feel about uh, these world championships um, I really, really liked that there were a lot of nations in the mix. Yeah. And maybe not in the end result on the podium, but 
Um, you know, like Estonia being right in there until the last lap on the women's relay. Um, we had some really good results of Polish athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, Latvia, uh, both Rastoguyev had a great uh, well, whole championship. Yep. Baiba had her amazing results on oh, the, yeah. uh, was a sprinter pursuit? Sprint, yeah, well, she was fifth. Yeah. Sprint, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but overall, a lot of the so-called smaller nations were in it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and I, that just, was really cool to see. And just a mixture of, um, you know, yeah, we had our usual names at the top, but also a lot of people that maybe weren't expected to be yeah. in the, you know, top six or a lot no, of turnaround. It, like the Germans weren't obviously doing very well the first week, but then the second mm-hmm. week they did a lot better. And, mm-hmm. Swedes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really, we can get into that later, but I really yeah. uh, wonder if you would ask Samuelson, would you rather have a couple of individual medals or winning the relay and beating the Norwegians? What would you pick? And I, I, I mean, I don't know to know him, but I, I would not be surprised if he got more satisfaction out of beating the, the Norwegians than... Because yeah. I mean, in the end, it was not a very successful world championship for the for the Swedes by any means. But I think you know, winning the relay, it was, was yeah. uh, maybe not maybe not a successful overall championships, but a very successful day, winning the men's and silver in the in the women's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it sort of salvaged it there at the end. Yeah. For how what, what stood out for you? Exactly what you said. You know, we mm. only had I think six different nations end up on the podium. Uh, if I can do it off the top of my head, Norway, France, uh, Italy, Germany, uh, Latvia, obviously, Sweden. Yeah. And, um, but in the last couple of days, we had Estonia in the top, you know, finishing fourth, the U.S. men's relay mm-hmm. finishing fifth. Um, the, the Polish, uh, athletes, uh, RJ's giving me a thumbs up. I don't know where that came from. Um, it just oh. popped up on the. Uh, it was an emoji that popped up on our video. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the computer agrees with me. Um, but yeah, so but Estonia, USA, Poland had some good results. The uh, you know the Latvian relay team had their best ever at Worlds. So um, we we just had some some sort of unique nations that were getting up there. Again, they didn't end up on the podium, but it was nice to see them, especially this season. It feels like it's been very much. The the Norwegians men dominating the men, the French women and and Tangervold and Batozzi have been dominating the women's side and, and and but it was nice to see a little bit of a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, diversity. Uh, I um, I think that I wanted to give a, a a brief shout out to the organizers and the volunteers because it was warm for the entire week and there were a couple of times when the tracks definitely were suffering. But the fact that there was still snow to ski on at the end was, yeah. was a minor miracle. I think that there was only one night that it actually got below freezing, so it was just a, a lot of a lot of work that they had to do to keep it at a level where they could continue to race on it. Again, was it pristine well, and, and the perfect? Crowd too, right? Yes. How many days was it raining, and they were still out there yeah. cheering? That was awesome. Um, yeah. Also, you know, and we can talk about this more later too. But the Czech Republic didn't, or the the Czechia did not have a a. a tremendous world championships but the fans 
never gave up, right? They were out there cheering like crazy for every every result, no matter what it was. So, yeah, um, I thought and that was pretty cool. Most, if not all, athletes, right? Yes, yeah. Like they stuck around for the last one to finish, and mm-hmm. yeah, I know it was. And I think uh, JT Bo said it too, right? That it's one of the, if not favorite stadiums to race yeah. in, uh, especially for big events like this, because the crowd is just so, yeah, well, it's loud really neat. and present, and yeah. And it's it's that giant stadium, and then when they come in before they do the shooting, like they come in front of the stadium and then they circle back around yeah. and shoot in front of the crowd, and so you just get a lot of time right in front of all the all the the fans and it's just it's a really amazing setup also like it is a absolute wall every time i forget how high up those fans go like it is just it is gigantic Mm -hmm. um yeah it's really i think there's one other place where they built the um the range inside an old soccer stadium or something wow where is that we'll have to look Um, it up now yeah nothing is quite like holding where the, the I don't fans think it's like, like the World top. Cup, but yeah. Um, but I've, I've seen or read about a stadium where they basically took half of the soccer stands out, but left half, and then wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah I'll see if I can find it. So yeah, that was that was magnificent. Um, but uh, I'm I'm impressed that they were able to kind of keep it going because the weather was not good. Um, so. Um. Any I, sort I just of... wanted to uh, uh, more outside of the world championships. Yeah. Um, but on the uh, Joanne Reed uh, mm, story yes. we did earlier, uh, U.S. Biathlon came out with uh, some news that they are uh, – the board of directors has voted to hire an independent contractor to conduct an audit of athlete wellness practices and team culture. Yeah, good. Uh, they said uh, U.S. Biathlon was not subject of the AP investigation. They recognized that the well-being of athletes was adversely impacted. And then um, for that, we sincerely apologize and we are committed to strengthening our culture, oversight, and safeguards against future occurrences. So they are going to evaluate athletes' wellness and team culture, identify gaps, and recommend improvements. And we can keep track of that on the U.S. Biathlon website. And we will. So, you know, I don't want to get into the details again, but it is good to see that at least there's a a follow-up on, um, you know, the whole situation. And And I also noticed um, maybe a week ago, as a member of Biathlon Canada, I got an invite for Canada Safe Sport mm, that we're okay. doing a, a special session on, you know, athlete safety and et cetera. So um, at, at least there's some positives coming out of this. Yeah. Oh, but uh, we'll be keep something. an eye on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, on a happier note, uh, one of the big picture things that stood out to me was in in my head this is sort of the world championships of the mom because we had obviously yeah Viva Bendika just just racing her her skis off. I mean they were they were melting that she was going so fast. And yeah. then you had Justine Breza Boucher 
Um, hey. Yeah. So, hey, look, uh, I actually so I had somebody reach out to me on Twitter and he had a like phonetic breakdown of how to say it. And I was like, aha, I clicked. So no joke. For three days afterward, when I wasn't doing anything in my office, I'd just be sitting there trying to say it over and over again. I apologize. I'll mess it up later, but I got it once. Um, <laughs> and then, and then Katie's like, "Who is uh, Justine Breja Boucher?" I know. Yeah, I'm saying it talking in my sleep. about her in your I'm sleep. Saying it in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. It's my uh, my my French. <laughs> no, just not no. Um. Sure. So. Uh, we uh. Anyway, it just just those two women. Not only were they there in racing, but they had success and they showed like, and, and, and Baiba joked a little bit about it later, but it's like this mom strength, like this mom power. And they not only were, they were amazing. They were, they, yeah. they raced, uh, uh, Justine obviously won multiple medals and Baiba had that, that fifth in the sprint. She was a member of the single mix relay team. That was what did they finish seventh. Um, and the, the Latvian women's team had their best ever finish at worlds. Uh, she qualified for the mass start. I know she wasn't happy with her finish, but, um, Justine obviously won the mass start in an amazing fashion, but yeah, so the, the world championships of the mom and with so many women having given birth within the last year, I imagine that we're just going to keep seeing it. Also, I want to make a special shout out early in the episode the Latvian Federation is asking for help with um, uh, a little bit of uh, financing for making the trip to Soldier Hollow and to Canmore. Mm. So uh, I will post the link. But um, yep. So if anybody uh, just wants to chip in a few bucks uh, to help them out, that would be awesome. Um, and our favorite, Baiba Bendika, has hinted that she will be making the trip. And she wasn't sure she would be able to. Um having a little one at home. So uh, I'm very excited that that might be happening. Yes, absolutely. Her goal, she said, is to be the fastest one in Salt Lake City or in Soldier Hollow. So, uh, you yeah, know, let's make it happen. It's not, it wouldn't, it's not uh, out of the realm of possibilities. Not the way she was going, <laughs> which actually leads me to another thought, which is we talked about wax a lot this year. We talked about it again on our last episode. Um, and at that point we talked about how the French looked like they were nailing it. The Norwegians looked like they were getting it together. I think we saw some interesting results, not, I shouldn't say results, but some interesting evidence that some other nations sort of figured it out as the, as the world championships went along. I'm thinking of the French, but then they're, you know, obviously Baiba had amazing skis. The German? Oh, Germans, excuse me. Yes. Um, and so I think, you know, it was one of those, the more time you had on the snow, they sort of figured it out, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if you saw anything in particular about that, or we also talked about skis, um, and ski technology. So anything that you saw? Yeah. Um, I, I did. It was interesting that there was still the occasional day where one team just seemed to completely miss it yeah. on the wax. Yeah. Um, there was also, I think that was in the first week where most Germans were skiing well, but, uh, Preutz was not. And, um, I think we mentioned it briefly before, but um, there is a difference between brands. They use, you know, the bottom of skis is different. The grind can be different. And so even if the wax team hits it for, say, all the Fisher skiers on the team, mm-hmm. the Solomon skis still might not run well or the other way around or anything. So I think it's, you know, sometimes not 
as easy as, oh, the Germans did well or the French did well. It's also mm -hmm. the skis they're on. And yeah, we talked about the technology. I did try to um, really look at the bindings. I got the impression that um, only Strulaholm Legright was actually using the new bindings and boots. Mm -hmm. Now, I could be completely off. I'll be the first to admit that, but I really tried to look at the um, connection point e either being under the foot or by the toe. And it seemed to me that most other Machu skiers were still using the regular bindings, but... Um, and I, if it hadn't been for the sprint, I would say, you know, I'm not sure if it really made a big difference, mm -hmm. but I'm still convinced that Sterlholm had a, you know, maybe a four second advantage with those bindings and yeah. just giving him a little more energy at the end, but who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it'll be fun to watch as I think we see more and more of it over the next, uh, Mm -hmm. next few weeks and then especially into next season, which I imagine more athletes will use it next season. Right. Um, question for you. Yes, sir. Did we see the very first small little cracks in the foundation of dominance on the Norwegian side? In what way do you mean? In the, are you thinking about the relay in particular or the... Well, yeah, the the relay, the women, yeah. yeah. Oh, the women especially. So that that is that is a topic of conversation. The Norwegian even, women, you know, uh, yeah. Christensen didn't have a good relay, but Strulholm yeah. Lagreit didn't do also did not as well. All too well. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. So if you look back, you look at the, uh, you know, going back to the individual race, you had the Bo boys. Boys were at the the top, but then. Christensen was 16th there. I mean, we can go into more into that race in particular. So I'll, I'll hold off on that for now, but, um, single mixed relay, Norway finished in third, um, big conversation to be had there. Uh, and mm -hmm. the women's relay Norway was 10th, I think. Yeah. And the men's relay, they finished in second. And that was, that was sort of a, a very memorable race. The mass mm -hmm. starts, uh, Tangervold was the highest Norwegian in 10th. And then in the mass start, of course. Did you realize that that was the best result of Norwegian women in the whole championship? Uh, I did not. No. That's alarming. Uh, and then in the mass yeah. start, you had uh, three Norwegians in the top 10. But, um, you know, in the past, we've seen them go, you know, five in the top seven. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So is it is it the, no, is it the first track? Of course, track? it's too 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 easy to say but yeah, yeah. It, it just that that um it's not even like the, obviously the skills the quality and everything is there but it's maybe just as the the confidence level was not quite there mm -hmm. one oh, other I thing that i wanted to bring up um and that kind of bugged me is the disqualification of tomingus mm, and yeah if you strictly follow the rules, I don't know. We, we talked about this before um, when we had uh, Strunsheim taking off his skis and reaching yes. over the firing line and not being disqualified. And then even this championship, and I've seen it before, where uh, Michael Kretschmer, mm -hmm. Kretschmerch, yes. um, 
forgot to open his snow cover and while being ready to shoot in prone, he just flapped it open, which is also uh, against the rules because during the whole shooting, the end of the barrel needs to be across the firing line. Mm-hmm. And to open your snow cover, your hand needs to be across the firing line, but you're never ever allowed any body part to cross the firing line. Mm-hmm. So by default, those can never happen together. Mm-hmm. So that gets, you know, not dealt with. Strontzheim, I mean, I think they said in the end that nobody uh, put in a protest. But then from what I've read and seen, what happened is that, you know, she, for shooting, she put her poles down mm-hmm. and ended up with part of her ski being on top of a strap of a pole. Mm-hmm. And because you're not allowed to either take your skis off or put anything under uh, your ski, mm-hmm. um, she was disqualified. And again, it might be that in this case, somebody did put in a protest and then they have to follow the rules and disqualify her. But um, given the leniency that they've showed in previous occasions, yeah, I don't know if this is just you know what you see everywhere in soccer or whatever. The big nations always seem to have a bit of a mm-hmm. uh, favorite position. I thought it was not just unfair, but also very much against the whole idea of biathlon is for everybody. Because if somebody from Estonia, I think she would have been 10th or 11th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, and again, I didn't see the whole thing, but from what I could see and what I've read about it, there was no intention by any means to to get more stability or putting something under a ski on purpose. I really, really don't see why you would disqualify somebody for this, mm-hmm. where in my personal opinion, going across the firing line is like the biggest and most dangerous infraction, and that goes unpenalized in two occasions. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was um, one of the few times where I was not very happy with the IBU. Yeah, it comes down to like, if you're going to enforce the rules, just enforce the rules. Yeah, and it, and it's, you know, it's I, I get it with the strong time he was doing yeah. so well, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but, then you said a press. But so was she. Right? For, was, she was too, right? You know. Sorry? She was too. It's not, obviously it wasn't a podium, but a top ten is still for her was was oh, a, a great finish, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so with that all in mind, I was so happy for how they did in the in the relay. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, yeah. A couple of quick other things before we get into the races, if that's okay. Yeah, I've got I've got uh, one more big one too. Okay, uh, I just read that Tandervold and team, so that's mm-hmm. the women's side, are taking a break. Um, uh, I mean, they'll be racing in Oslo, but... Can't be too much of a break. Yeah. Maze uh, just basically said, just go do something else and forget about uh, biathlon yeah. for a bit. Um, I'm sorry if I mix it up. I think I read that Lynn Persson uh, season is done and yeah, she's, she's getting surgery. shoulder surgery. I think this is her and second surgery because yeah. I believe she had one at the She end had of two last in the summer. Well. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dorothea Weir is ending her season and it may have been her last race ever, but she's kind of decided yep. on that in the summer. Yeah. It and sounds like Han- for her, it is about 
not so much do I think I can come back and compete at a high level, but can do I want to put in the work to do it, or do mm-hmm. I want to move on to the next thing? Which is fair, right? right. You know, it's, it, and she is doing something with the with is it Eurovision or Euros? She's at the Olympics this summer, so she'll yeah, be commentating yeah. in Paris. So um, maybe yeah. that's the direction she wants to go. But I think you know, last year she was still kind of the the main Italian woman on the team, and I think this has been a season of transition with Vitozzi clearly yeah. taking that spot. So yeah, I would love um, to see her hang around, and I'm going to call him at the Tariabo role. Which isn't fair to Tarya because he's obviously still, you know, a <laughs> top three biathlete in the world, but just sort of like the elder statesman who is still very good, but, you know, is, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but that's just me being selfish. Yeah. No, and a, and a shout out here for my uh, Fast and Fossil teammate, Brian, mm-hmm. who was so, so hoping that he would be able to see Doro in real life in Camor, but uh, unfortunately that's not going to happen. No. Nope. Um, and last, uh, Hannah Kabinger already didn't make it to the team for the world championships, but she's actually ending her season right now. So sounds like she had some health issues after getting COVID in the fall yeah. and it just hasn't really come together for her after that. So big summer of training for her. She's going to come back and join a, a terrific uh, young German team and, mm-hmm. and be fantastic. We're going to hope for all the best. And did you see um, a big could- one? I don't know if you're about to say this. Mona Brorson. Announced her retirement. So this is her last World Championships. She's going to retire after the end of the season. Is she coming to North America, or is she? She didn't say one way or the other. I hope so. Oh, okay. I you know mm. I hope so. But yep. So in the season in which she had her career best second place, uh, and she had uh, some fine racing um, this uh, this championship. Some it'll be. Mm-hmm. Sorry to see her go because she's she's such a uh, happy uh, figure on the oh absolutely yeah so um, we briefly texted. Uh, have you noticed that Hannah Uber was wearing a brace? And have you mm. noticed if she's done that more often? Uh, I had noticed it until you said something, and then I saw it, and I was like, "That's interesting." Mm. So something to so, keep an eye on. I don't know if it's just kind of a precautionary thing, but yeah, uh, yeah. that was the first time I saw it. Um, I didn't make a note on the commentators, but I'm going to stay away from that. Um, I wanted to do a shout out to uh, Miss Forsberg, Raphael Poiret, and Sukova mm. for yes. making it to the Hall of Fame. I'm kind of surprised yes. that they're not in there, but it might I be think- one of those where you have to be retired for so many years before you're allowed to be in the Hall of Fame. I think so. My take on it is that they've got a list of people that are going to be in the Hall of Fame, and they're just doing it slowly over the course of several years. So they right. have continue to have lots of big names every year. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the bibs and this whole defending champion thing? Yeah, that was interesting. I think it was worthwhile to have on there. Um, it gave some of the uh, well, it gave. I think I I think J Two Bo was the only one I saw do this where he specifically as he crossed the finish line. Yeah. So that was, you know, it was neat. It was interesting. I I think I would have liked if it was like completely like the whole bit being gold. Yeah. Because it's not part of the world cup now. Yeah. They didn't necessarily have to use the red and yellow to indicate uh, the leaders, the world cup leader and that kind of thing. Cause you would think, especially world cup leaders, people will kind of know. Yeah. And you know, if you win one individual race in the season, you're got the red bit for individual. That doesn't really 
anyway, I, I uh, thought it would be it, it was it was nice, but I think it would be more fun if they would just have a gold bib for yeah the winner of last year and silver like and that bronze a lot. or something like that. And I and I think I'm just thinking about this right now. For the casual fan, I think that's a totally that's a great idea. Is just have like this is the defending champion because there are some people who this will be the only thing they watch, and mm-hmm. they're like, hey, look, you know, this is somebody to keep an eye on, and they could even make different, co- you know, just like so instead of having a gold bib for you know the overall leader, just say like that person is now wearing a I don't know green bib. I'm just making it up or a pink something that right. signifies, hey, this person's good. Keep an eye on them. Um, yeah, and they can announce yeah. at the you know just on the broadcast just. Even in the in the corner, just put up a little uh, thing and say, "Hey, this bib means this. This bib means this." Just so if you right. if you know if you're just tuning in, like you you know who. Oh, hey, this person's good. I'll keep an eye on them. Um, yeah, yeah. So, no, I like I I I am glad they're trying new things. Um, and speaking of the broadcast, I really enjoyed the use of the drones to follow athletes. Yeah. Uh, on the first the first lap, I thought that was really helpful and gave a lot of really good um. Uh, good context for what the course looked like to the athletes and the drone yeah. operators were very skilled because it's not like these were high overhead shots. Like they were getting down and following Did along they... on the course. Right. I, I wonder how quiet those are. Cause we watch a lot of nature shows on yeah. uh, Disney and uh, national Ge- oh, geographic yeah. and they're following these animals so close like geese or whatever. And yeah. The drones I know they're like really loud. Super loud. Yeah. 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 So I, my guess is that they're, the ones they are using are not that loud at all because yeah they were really close and i can imagine skiing and then having like a big b <laughs> right over your shoulder can be a little yeah you know intimidating but uh but, no I, I i totally agree and the overhead shots are awesome because yes. it gives you an idea of the track and and especially yeah. here where there was some uh extra loops and stuff you could totally see the difference yes. between the athletes so i totally agree those yes really good. or were like where they were where they were cut back so that yeah no it was great and, I, and yeah. I want i want more of this yes give us more of this it, it really yeah. it, it improves the experience greatly um you Absolutely. know for those of us who have never been there um JT did you have anything else tying uh o-line of Bjorn Island for 20 golds yes at the world championship so so hold that Still thought. one behind Hold, hold, I do want to get into this in a second, um, but okay. before we do, uh, last like news thing you alluded to it: the Norwegian women did not have a great championships, tenth being their best uh, result. Uh, they were told just to go and be people and not, you know, worry about biathlon for a little while. But what on earth happened? It, you know, and you think especially about Tangervold, like the person who I thought of, and I don't know how much you guys or anybody else watches, you know, the Olympics or the Summer Olympics, but. Simone Biles, you know, was widely expected to have an amazing Summer Olympics back in in Tokyo, defending gold medalist, and she got there, and it was like she she suddenly couldn't like dismount or do do her normal moves because she they called it the twisties, but basically it was like a mental block, and it was like mm. she would get into it and like couldn't get herself down safely, and it almost felt like tangible. She could prone shoot fine. And then she would get there for the standing shoot, and it was like suddenly everything went sideways for her, and she just couldn't see. But then the mass start, her she missed three in the first standing, but then the second she shoots clean. I think she was so far out of it. So I think she was just so far out of it. I did see. I don't know if if that was right after mass start, but did you see that uh, Vitozzi gave her a big hug? I think everybody was doing their best to try to pick her up. I mean, Vitozzi is the perfect But I think especially with Vitozzi, yeah. Yes. To be like, yeah. you know, it feels shit, but you'll get over it. And Yeah. Yeah. And right? I was like, you know, that that isn't 
I didn't see that, but that is uh, an excellent observation. And just that is, I mean, that is the the role model she needs to have. But you could just like, I I saw it especially after the single mix. Like she was devastated, and you saw it like JT Bo was was being I thought like really good with her and just trying to like mm-hmm. prop her up and be like, wow. hey, you know, they were just better than us today, you know. And 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 you know that that's that's yeah. biathlon, especially in team, right? You, you yeah. Do. But yeah, it would, I mean, it must have been super tough for Bo because basically lost two gold medals but yeah i just you know and and then she goes out there and in in the relay i just like i mm-hmm. honestly don't know if she saw the targets and not not that she wasn't looking or she had her eyes closed like i just wonder like was she yeah. so mentally blocked that she just because she's a great athlete and it's the same thing with Votozzi a couple of years ago they didn't you know the skill is in there i just it's hard to watch and well, I don't I say mean, this. I don't even, say this just as a fan, but like just as a fan of biathlon in general. Mm-hmm. And I, even at my lowly, lowly, lowly biathlon level, you know, you have shots where you know, okay, I pulled it too early or waited too long or didn't feel right. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. There are definitely shots where where you're like, I'm sure that's a hit, and then you don't see the target fall. Yeah, and that that's the hardest part because you feel like you've done everything right. And it should have been a hit, but it's not. Yeah. And at that level, like you, you can always see, right? They, they, some have two misses and they adjust and then all of a sudden they have three hits. So they kind of know where they're missing and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you feel that it should be a hit and it's not, and you take a next shot and you feel be, feel like it should be a hit and you don't hit it, that is like, well, again, at my crazy low level, it feels so frustrating, even for me. Yeah, where I don't, you know, whether I hit ten or miss ten, and I go home and life goes on, right? <laughs> yeah, but for them, you know, at the World Championships, I can only imagine how horrible that must feel. You, I mean, I'm sure you heard her after one of the races. Was it the pursuit or the individual? And she said, "I don't know what's going on," and just yeah. I think that speaks to what you said. Like she feels like she's doing it right yeah. and then not going down, and I don't know, yeah. but. And then, and then you saw her with uh, after the relay, like she had to feel horrible. But even like she's comforting Italian, who obviously was devastated, right? And you just, yeah. Oh man, I, they. I I hope I wish that there was like an extra week. You know how there's like two weekends between the the like the end of the Antholz race and then the the worlds. I wish that they had an extra week just to go somewhere else. Yeah. Just. Even practicing, like even like shooting balloons or whatever, yeah, just makes them have fun. Go with to a it carnival, and, right? And <laughs> shoot yeah. balloons. Yeah, yeah. So uh, two I, more it, it hard. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I I know it's not anything new, but I think what really stood out for me is the um, advantage Simon gets from her oh. time in the range. Yeah, like in the individual. She was hmm? 52.4 seconds faster than Fatozzi, who yep. is not a slow shooter. Well, you saw that. You saw what happened too, right? With Fatozzi? On her nope. very first shoot, there was some sort of mechanical issue. I don't remember what it was anymore, but she actually had the slowest shoot of everybody. Like, oh, okay. Pretty significantly. Okay, well, so, but yeah, I was but, actually going to look even in, because you know Vogue, yeah. right? Vogue yes. has like over 95%, but she takes yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, and that works for her, so good, but um, just the way Simone is like it's all one yeah. smooth movement and before you're even ready for her to go she, she's already got two targets down it's it's incredible 
in, in so far it was always this. like skiing yeah. was the big you know yeah benefit i guess the, but man she's really we, uh we talked about special. it before i even think we talked about it last episode but like when you're racing in a in a pursuit or a, a mass start and you're standing next to her and suddenly she's got three targets down and you haven't fired your first <laughs> shot yet like that's got to be the worst feeling because it's not yeah, like no she kidding. doesn't just shoot fast but when she's like she goes through these streaks where she hits everything it just has to feel hopeless yeah. and and she it's like she builds these little especially when she's racing against really fast skiers too like she she builds these mm. little micro leads these little like five six seven second leads leaving the range so even if they yeah. shoot perfect like and they still have to chase her down which isn't easy because she's still fast but she makes oh, them yeah. work just that extra little bit and that just has to kill them so yeah i say all that kudos to just justine Breza Boucher and her amazing mass start victory, uh, 20 for okay. 20. And she didn't seem to press. She seemed to actually take her time on the shooting. Um, yeah. I thought that was, you know, a pretty, uh, uh, a mature thing to do because her standing shootings were 28.9 and 27.8 seconds, not close to the 17.3 and 18.6 of Julia Simone or the <laughs> prone shooting. Simone was 21.1 seconds. And everybody else around her, Jean Monod, Vitozzi, uh, Justine, were all 26 seconds. So, yeah. It's like 18 seconds. I take more time to just get down on the mat and, and get in position. Do you know? So, I actually, I, I, I wrote this down. So, Simone, she gained, just in the mass start, she gained 21 seconds on Veer, just in shooting time. She gained 23 uh-huh. seconds on Jean Monod. She gained 26 seconds on Elvira. She gained 27 on Tangivold. She gained 34 seconds on Justine Brezabouche. 34 seconds. Can you check, can you check Vogt? Uh, Vogt, uh, Vogt was 35. Hmm. That is crazy That's more than to a me. penalty loop. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing for Justine, you know, she blows everybody off the course. So it doesn't really matter because right. right. Justine... Uh, gained 32 seconds on the course on Batozzi, <laughs> 51 on yeah. Simone. Anyway, just just bananas things uh, that she's able to do. Uh, talking shooting. about the French women, yeah. Do you did you find that they seem to have yeah buried the battle axe a bit? Yeah, it seems so. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it definitely when you're so far it was always. What's that? It helps when you're winning. Oh, of course. Well, I don't know if that's true because. Yeah, JBB winning means Simone's not winning. So, uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's maybe that's no, a good but, point. Yeah, but they they just seemed uh, less cold to each other, and I yeah. noticed that especially the later races in the in the relays, they were standing side by side. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So and I wonder. I wonder great, too. Great like to there see. obviously was there obviously was some some bad feelings, but at the end of the day, it was like a few hundred bucks. And it was like, it was a totally lunatic yeah. thing to do. But you wonder if like Simone, if behind the scenes that so she has apologized and obviously, you know, I, I don't know. know. Yeah. I'm just making things up because I don't know, but yeah. just extrapolating based off of what we're seeing. Yodale. So, I mean, obviously Elvira wasn't having a great season so far, but I think this championship was really concerning. And I, and it makes me wonder, I want to look into how many points are to be gained in Soldier Hollow and Camor, and mm-hmm. especially if LVR doesn't have a really good Oslo World Cup either, if she would even bother coming over and yeah. potentially other athletes feeling the same way. Yeah. Like if Tandravolt has a horrible oh, yeah. uh, number of races in Oslo, Don't I could see that she's still existence. like, hey, 
No, but it, I for her, I could still yeah. be like, she's yeah. still in a position to win the bib, so she would come regardless, I would think. But for someone yeah. like Elvira, who's obviously not really at the level where she wants to be, and if she doesn't have a chance to win the globe anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine, but um, just make I'm me really... That in Oslo, everybody has amazing races and they feel so good coming out of it. Yeah. That they just they want to come over. And, to. Yeah. 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 Um, Very last thing before we go into races. Yes. Um, did you come up with a new nickname for uh, Jean Monod by any chance after the mass start? Was I supposed to? Sweet Lou? Tattoo Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I, you That's know, it's funny because. Some people you like someone like Simon and, and yeah. you know, could be completely off here, but I would not be surprised to see some tattoos here and there. I don't know if you saw uh, Jean Monod. I did like, not. With some very big tattoos on her arm, on her hand. That's awesome. Yeah. And they looked really good. Um, yeah. And it was just not something that I expected with her for some yeah. reason. So I uh, love Lou Jean Monod. I think she's awesome. Yeah. I just is a, a great, a great character. I love watching her compete and watching her go into, or, or in the, the short sleeves, like going with the Julia Simone look, I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Well, I know gloves because uh, often you yeah. still see that they wear their gloves because they're so used to that. So yeah, uh, yeah no, it was, uh, it was really cool. She, she's an adorable character. Like yeah, the I, way she's with her teammates and yeah. even with other athletes and, yeah, I don't know. I I think I said at the start of the season, I can see her being one of those uh, yeah. Martin Fourcade type mm-hmm. of guy, or well, people in a couple of years where yeah, she's just because she seemed to have it all, like yeah. cool ski speed. Oh, ski speed for like, days. Obviously, shooting uh, standards are incredibly yeah. high. Like, I would I would yeah. go so far, like. She next year, like she already was, if she hadn't missed those races, would be in the overall mix this year. I mean, yeah. would it surprise you? Would but we talked her... about it too, where even her bad yeah. races are still top tens, right? I know because she shoots Typically. so well. She's good. Like she's good. She's. But maybe she'll yeah. have to solve more jinx, like so many others had before. Maybe next year. Yeah. But I hope not. I just be cool fun. to see her. It's fun to watch her. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. hoping that she comes over to to North America yes. as well. Yeah, I just yeah. want everyone to come. So, um, I think it's a good place to jump into the races. Now, I don't know if you want to go back to the races we saw and already covered, or if you just want to start right with the individuals in the middle of the week. I, I thought the individuals, and um, yeah, you know, I think people that are interested in biathlon probably know the results in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I just wanted to highlight the things that stood out to me and the yes. results. That yeah. stood out to me. Yeah, um, please. If that works for you. Yeah. Uh, can we start uh, by saying the Germans had a grand recovery in the individual races? We, well, we I talked think about just in me. general. Yeah. And they looked a little bit lost and then suddenly they get to the individuals and they had uh, three of the top five women, including Hetik Baltz and getting silver. And then on the men's side, Benny Dole gets the bronze. So it was uh, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, the Germans are back. We you know, panic over. <laughs> Well, and, 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 you know, Hattie Walsh is also quite a surprise, right? Huge. Yeah. With, with yeah. her result in general. And then yeah. did they have three Germans in the top six? Three in the top five. Yeah. I shouldn't say, five. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say huge surprise. Cause I think she had, 
I, I, I found that she had four top tens in the previous seven races leading into it. So she was, she was trending in a really good direction, but right. But second place, that was a nice, that was a jump for her. So that was really cool to see. And she'd been in the flowers, yeah. I think a couple times in Anhalt. So, um, right, right. Yeah. But, but that was, that was a really well, nice then, jump. And the shooting, was this the race where there were six athletes that were clean and three of them were Germans? Um, uh, very well could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it Groschen, Vogt and, and, uh, Hattie Waltz all went, all went clean. And how's that? Hey, fourth place on your first race ever at a world championship senior. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. She might, <laughs> she might have a future ahead of her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's and and not just fourth place. Right. But to finish, like you're heading just, you're a couple spots ahead of Jean Monod and Brésil Boucher. Like these are, we just, just were raving about them. So it's not like, not like other people were having terrible races. Um, Right, but I, I think we should mention that Brezel Boucher, she was in seventh place. But... Just to shoot clean in your first race, That's like it's wild. one like shooting yeah. clean is already so hard, and then yeah. knowing it's your first race and you're actually in contention for a podium. Well, maybe she was too far behind at that point, but for top six, that the extra pressure, uh, it's just so impressive. Right, and she was later in the in the bibs too. I don't I don't have it in front of me what her bib number 34. was. But yeah, so she was not like she was right off the front. She knew what she needed to do at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the individual yep. gave us some, uh, some fun names, right? So Christina Dimitrenko, the Ukrainian woman finished mm-hmm. in eighth, um, for yep. her career best. And DJ Irwin was on 11th and she was overjoyed. That was awesome to see. Yeah. Um, and should be like, that's, yeah. that's an incredible result. Yep. Regina um, in 13th. So that would have been, that should have been two Estonian women. Right in the in the top fifteen there. Yeah, and I had not connected uh, Regina Ermitz to Regina Oya. Oh, like good good so good point. Got, good point. Yeah, got she, married. she got married, and because yeah. she's been on the the World Cup for quite a yeah. while. Yeah, um, different name. And I, she had a a good result maybe one or two seasons ago, and it. At the time, I thought, oh, I wonder if this is sort of her breakthrough, but it didn't really happen. But now, uh, you know, she had an awesome championship, so. Yeah, no, I mean, she it was a fantastic championships for her. Um, so this was the race where Preutz felt her skis were not very good. Um, but given well, the fact that she was sick after, yeah. maybe that played a bigger role. True. And it, it did turn out, it, oh. it was reported later that, that all of the rest of the German women had won went with one ski prep Grind. and she went with another one. Yeah. Now, so um, yeah. that probably didn't play a role or probably did play a role. Excuse me. Um, anything else from the women's Hacking individual? Gross, little yeah. disappointed for her that, uh, you know, she clearly had her peak, but just yeah. not uh, going as well anymore. Um, Lotte Lee, I, 18, Anna Gantler, 19. I, I had hopes it's, for uh, in this race too. Just, I thought maybe, yeah, if she was going to have a, a breakthrough race, but yeah. yeah. And I think after two shootings, she was still in it quite a bit, but uh, yeah, after that two more misses. So yeah. Um, yeah. Men's the men's, I mean, I do want to come back. I do. I, I want to close by talking about JT bone and, and his whole performance, but um, another spectacular resounding, win and the individual just like last season not as much as last season but you know one by 58 seconds so almost one by a full penalty which is yeah 
just ridiculous. And especially when you take into account the fact that, um, well, maybe not even, not especially because, but maybe because of the, the track turned to just slush mush at the, you know, halfway point of the, the race. And you could see some of the guys just look like they were in quicksand. Yeah. Um, I just, he almost got two minutes on Dole, even though they both had one penalty. And Dole is not a slow no. uh, shooter. And I mean, you you were talking about, you know, the sort of the older generation in the biathlon. Yeah. Uh, Tarje Bo. Yes. Second place. The older Yacht generation. Tarje and I, I, I don't know if I've ever shared this before, but he's one of my favorites because he and I are almost exactly the same age. So, uh, you know, I see him as like the old head and they're like, well, I guess, you know, that's me now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, Jakob Fuck, uh, ninth. Yes. Uh, Seminator, 12th. Yeah. Great day so, for the older, the older you know, generation there. Yeah. 36 and 40 years old. Mm hmm. So, yep. uh, take my hat off. Uh, not a bad day for Campbell the French. Wright is also, like, oh, my goodness. he was 20th, but he's having yeah. a championship. Did you? So, his, right. his overall finishes, I think he was like 11th and 12th in the sprint and pursuit, 20th in the uh, individual. He had obviously the relay success with the single mixed. Uh, he he looked pretty good, and then the relay wasn't he one of the fifth. fastest in his lap? He was, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, and then he was in the mass start and finished 18th. So uh, not not stellar, but still he was in the mass start and as a what 21 year old American. So not yeah. bad. Uh, and also wanted to uh, shout out 31. Yes, and I yeah. think that got him. Is that the reason why he was on the mass start? Uh, that in the 17th, I think he had in the yeah. spring. Yep. Yeah. Some huge personal bests in the individual. So uh, um, Thomas McKiska uh, finished in 10th. Uh, and the Czech fans were just beside themselves because he was yeah. later in the race too. And uh, he was... I did he miss his very last shot? I think he was like 19 for 20, 19 for 20 but he missed his very last shot. So he was... And you can say this for a lot of people, but he was like one shot away from from potentially, you know, a top five, top six. Mm-hmm. And uh, but this young man, he had it. He was looking good last year, had a really great summer world championships until the mass start when he dislocated his knee and had to have surgery. Comes back a couple of weeks ago. And then I think this was only his like third or fourth race back. And he finishes 10th at the Worlds, which was amazing. Um, so super excited about him. You had uh, Christo Seymour. I S-I-M-M-E-R yep. from Estonia, 14th place. Um, and uh, that was a, a, a major uh, uh, career best for him. I think his career best before that was like 42nd. So uh, pretty pretty good place to get some mm-hmm. career bests, I think. See, this is, I find it interesting that Ligret, I mean, he was 18th, but he only had two misses, yet he's yeah. five minutes behind Bo. Yeah, well, this is what I meant. So these guys, so him and Christensen both. If you go, if you go look at their uh, like the the lap by lap for their their skiing, it's like they knew that they weren't going to catch up. And so here I pulled Maybe. up lap four because this is where it really started to be apparent to me. Um, mm-hmm. Christensen was. I can find this. This is really compelling stuff. So he was a minute and 21 seconds behind JT on lap four, uh, which is just sort of preposterous. Um, anyway, I just, I wonder how much of it was, we're just going to start saving ourselves for the, yeah. for the rest of the week. 
Didn't work did out. Did we that mention way, uh, Rostoguyev? Fourth? We did not. Huh. He's he had an amazing championship too. And and uh, Jacqueline, fifth. One of those days where it did work out, only one it miss. Did. And- did you see all of the uh so so he had did you see his race? Some of it, yeah. Yeah, so he nineteen for twenty, like very, very solid shooting. Obviously he was in fifth. And uh, you know, obviously you can do the math. So if you if you take one penalty off, so if he had shot twenty for twenty, you know, he would have been two oh three, which is ten seconds off of the podium. Um, but he got so much uh derision for his decision to try to chase down JT Bo um in the on going into going into the I think it was between lap one and lap going to lap two and then he really fell off the table on lap three. But mm. anyway, it was a great race. I just you know I think that we need to celebrate when he does something really well. So oh yeah. And yeah, I, good for him. I get the impression that he'd much rather like completely yeah. die in the first or in the last lap than yeah. Crossing the finish line and feeling he still has something left in the tank. Yeah. Right? So, mm, oh, yeah. I mean, no. he's not going to change. This is who he is. And, and you know, I, love him I, I was happy to see him up there to, you know, to, yep. to even for him to just know that I can still challenge. Yeah. Right. Really and anyway, he wasn't up. challenging the gold, really. But who, mm-hmm. like, if Bo is on a forum sure. like that, then that's pretty much impossible, yeah, right? He's going to. Yeah. I think, uh, I think. Tariabo was the only guy who could even challenge him, and right, he was fifty-eight seconds. <laughs> uh, uh, Ponzi, Loma, and uh, Giacomel six misses, not having a bad a, day. Good day, yeah. Jeremy Finello eight misses. Oof, definitely some uh, you know shooting results that big numbers weren't. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, if anybody watched all the way until the very end. What's his name? Haldum uh, Borglum? Borglum? Yeah. Young Canadian television man. time of his he life. some nice television time. Like, he was on there for several minutes. It was really cool. Yeah. I'm not, like, it was just, it was legitimately cool to, to have him get on TV, you know? I guess Absolutely. And, and again, and also a shout out to the Czech uh, crowd. Yeah. They were not going anywhere and they were cheering him on. And I think yeah. even in uh, in his last shooting, they were like cheering his shots. And so what an awesome and, experience for him. It was him, funny because right? he's, he's, he's a young guy, right? Yeah. Well, 24. Yeah. He's... Well, but I mean, his his experience on this level is just not not there. But you could almost watch him like coming down the last kilometer, like and you, the fans start cheering and you could watch his like his tempo pick up and you're like, he's, he's feeling the adrenaline now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was pretty neat. Um, it must be such a tough place to be in when you know that everybody wants to go home and the coaches are <laughs> on their way back to the stadium and you're still doing your race. So oh, that's the other the thing I wanted to there's say. There's people cheering you on. There was a coach is, who was out there yeah. who was yelling out things like you need, you need, it was like you need four seconds to the next person. I, I'm making up the numbers. But like, yeah. it was incredible. Like, you know, I, I love that they weren't out there just like, hey, you know, good job, you know, good job. Like they were actually like, still coaching and that was a, that was really cool because they'd been out there for hours yeah. at that point they had to be you know cold and wet but yeah, yeah. yeah it's good for everybody involved i think it's a very uh undervalued job is not so much the head coaches that are in the stadium mm-hmm. but the guy like it's often like wax guys or oh yeah that are, that are on the course and just get yeah. the information and it just you know, and and you know, for a country like Norway, it's maybe not as a special, but 
especially for smaller countries. And we've heard stories of, of, you know, um, American coaches helping out the Canadians and vice versa. And, oh, yeah. um, actually heard from, um, Janice Grundahl. She's on the, uh, mm. uh, younger Canadian, uh, group that went to the, uh, Arbor championships. Yeah. Yeah. And she said the whole championships, Matthias was oh. helping coaching and, and, yeah. you know, well, that's his, that's his group so right there. No, it is, but it, yeah, he doesn't have to. It was, no, I don't know if yeah. you remember the weather there. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Pretty darn miserable. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, he was out there the whole time. And Matthias is one of those people who is just like a good person. And so it just, yeah. And I know that just, just from having spoken to him one time, like he just wants good things for people. So you spoke to him twice. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I can I can count. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, single mixed relay. Uh, oh need, no! Need... I want one more thing. Oh, yeah. uh, individual. So, on the German team, there was a bit of a discussion about sitting out Strello. Yeah, because he had a pretty good uh, going, and they sent him out for the single mixed. And we'll get into that now. Sure will. So single mixed. How uh, surprised were you with uh, Datu Lu being on the French team? Uh, over Simone? Uh, I was or, initially initially surprised. Um, worked out well. She's, you can't nah, go wrong no you know, with, with any of those three, right? I mean, like you're really choosing between three of the, the top five or six women in the world. So um, no huge step down there. And You could still argue that Simone and JBB mm-hmm. are... Uh, even better bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I was thinking I, I can I can argue against JVB only because the course is so short that it's, there's less opportunity mm. for her to really do her damage with her skis. But Take advantage. Sim- yeah, fair enough. Simone, yeah. especially like in a in a relay like this, who, you can shoot in 17 seconds. Like that is a prime opportunity yeah. to make some make some space. But but again, it didn't matter. Super excited for for Jean Monod, right? And, yeah. and QFM too, like yeah. he's had to deal with some setbacks, so it's nice for him to uh, yes be on top. And Italy, yes. you know, especially yes. Giacomo is very a, excited. Not so good. Yeah, yeah. I I love watching Giacomo excited because he is just so like he is. He lets you know it, and and I don't like. I'm not saying that yeah. in a bad way. Like he just is. Like his enthusiasm is is palpable from a thousand miles away. Um, speaking of, I want to go back to Jean Monod real quick. Her, what impressed me most in this was not her shooting, but she looked as good, if not better than Tangervold on the skis. Like she just looked like more energetic. And I don't know how much there's, there's a lot that could be going into it, but I always think of her as a shooter first, but that was just sort of a, Hey, you know, she can ski too. See, I, I, I mean, it's easy to say now, but I've always seen her as the total package. Yeah. No, I think you have, yeah. And she may never be she may never be the fastest, like the the number one course time. Yeah. But she's always going to be in the top five or ten, and mm-hmm. the same with shooting speed, and the same with, um, you know, shooting percentages. I think that's her strength. Like her her base is really high, and then especially if she has a peak, then I think she's going to be pretty much unbeatable. But yeah, no kidding. Um, Germany uh, that we just talked about had a yeah. kind of disappointing race. Uh, they yeah. were still one of the best shots. 
But uh, yeah, I guess the the speed wasn't there, and, and and like I mentioned earlier, Voked particularly is not a fast shooter by any means. Strello mm-hmm. is. Um, yeah, Voked is not. So that was, you know, and it, and in her was it her last shooting that she had three spares, or was it spread yes, out yeah, over it was. the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe the um, pressure getting to her, but I mean, six is not bad by any means. But coming off the win in Antholtz, I'm sure it was a. Yeah. Uh, a little disappointing. Um, how about the uh, the race for like between uh, I think it was Sweden, yeah, Sweden, Switzerland, Germany, USA, uh, Latvia. I think was in there for that. Like the race was like four, five, six, seven, eight. So they were all in, all in this big bunch, and within it was fun. Ten seconds, eh? Yeah, yeah. Within Latvia, a, yeah, exactly. I was. I'm still really confused because I I watched the first shooting. Yeah, and. You know, you see the Latvia thing pop up Mm -hmm. and usually, you know, it's black. And then after a little while, you see the white dots coming up and then it disappears. And in my head, my memory, I think Latvia was up forever. Yeah. But then I looked at the numbers and it seemed like he had one of the fastest times. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was just like a technical error, if it was just my brain, uh, Doing its usual thing. I thought we saw that he had a couple of falls. He apparently had two falls. I didn't see it, but um, yeah, I don't know. It it made me look and think. Oh, that doesn't help, you know. Because yeah, even though he has a great championships, I still think for Latvia to repeat their third place or even higher, they mm-hmm. everything had to go right. Yeah, so. I still feel like I'm I'm missing something where things didn't go as planned, but mm-hmm. um, you know, eighth place is nothing to be ashamed of mm-hmm. for Latvia. But uh, I still, I don't know. I think I I said they would win a medal. This was the event where I was uh, thinking of, but thankfully, I- uh, Rastoguyev. Did it another way? He so. did. He did. <laughs> yes. He, yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, well, it, almost, it was disappointing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, with Bandika being fifth in the sprint, clearly yeah. she was in a good, good. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, shape and everything. So yep. I was disappointed to uh, to see Latvia didn't get more out of that. But yeah, yeah. I already mentioned it, but DJ winning Campbell right in the mix. Yeah. You know, top for top five for most of the day. So that was fun too. Yeah. Um. Was the relay day one of the craziest relay days we've had in a long time? In the sense of mixed. Oh no, I mean the 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 women's and men's, the four by six and yeah, the four yeah. by seven point five. The mixed nations. Yeah. The, and, and just and like how long everybody was still in it. Yes, it was bizarre. Yeah. Um. So obviously, in the women's relay, the French still won, but. So Chavot had I can't two penalty remember loops. Seeing somebody so relieved. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> they have two penalty loops and still win. Yes, I know. And and you know, with that team, you're always like they're not out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You you have to really, really blow it. Right. Yeah. To you know, for I'm sure having two penalty loops feels like you're really, really blowing <laughs> yeah. it, right? Yeah. No. And and I'm guessing everything in her head was like, if we do not win the medal, it's going to be on me for the rest of my life, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. 
helps it helps when you have uh JVB and Simone to to close it out. That's just yeah. Yeah, that's just an an insane one two punch. But yeah, yeah and and how much was uh, Jean Monnet cuz she came out first, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's uh, Yeah, 24 sec no. <sighs> 16 seconds ahead of Knoten. Yeah. That's just a uh, that's just Maybe wild. that was already a bit tough for Chevaux. Already yeah, being in the lead, that much and, of a lead, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that was, I mean, uh, they 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 let a lot of people in it, but but Estonia, I think, was the story of the day, right? I mean, I, let's not bury oh, it. They were leading after two legs, so Tuli Tomingas hands off to uh, Susan Kulm, Kulm, K U E L, yeah, uh-huh. and uh, and they were in the lead, and they still, they, I mean, they still ended up finishing in fourth. Uh, I have never been so nervous. You when Johanna oh, Talaharam yeah. was shooting, like I was, my hey, palms were sweaty because I just wanted it so badly for her. Um, yeah, and the whole team, the whole team. But but we've act, we've been fortunate enough to speak with her. But um, and so that just watching her hit all the targets, medal or not, doesn't matter. This was an amazing, sen- sensational success. That was just amazing. Uh, yeah, I I mean I honestly I still can't get over it that we've often seen nations being in it. You know, we've seen the U.S. come come through in fourth after mm-hmm. two shootings, but to still be in it in the last shooting, and yes, you know, you know that there's even if she would um, get out in a podium position, we knew there was fast gears behind her. Yeah, um, but man, oh man, to 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 keep your head cool and and put the targets <sighs> down. That last so I oh, so impressive because they're not you know you can't really train for Mm-mm. can I shoot when I'm in a mental position yeah you can come up with with strat or like exercises where you where you sort of pretend that the pressure is there but it's at a world championships in particular yeah oh, there's nothing like it fantastic and needing to hit that last, like she had no more spares that she had to get it down right. Right, she did, and just the the joy she had coming down the finish was that was everything. So and I wanted to make. A I've mentioned this before, out. but I love it when people are not on a podium and still come across yes. the line as if they just won. Yes, you know, yeah. I think Poland had that too. Yes, but before we talk about Poland, I want to make yeah, a special yeah. shout out that every athlete should follow Johanna Talaherm's lead, and we're not sponsored, but you should use Honey Power. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> did you see so she actually she she posted something about honey power afterwards i thought that was yeah just okay. reminded me of our, our conversation with her yeah, uh, yeah and then and then you mentioned poland poland um and sixth place was just as exciting well and it's you know having talked to the coach and mm-hmm. or to these athletes it just brings it a little bit closer to right so yeah yeah i just very, very, very happy for them. Um, but this and, was definitely a race where, you know, you were sitting on the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, and you just, you would see these uh, unusual names. I shouldn't say names, unusual nations near the top. And you're just like, what is happening? Was it the, uh, were the Belgians in the mix for a while? With Lotelie and Maya Clotens? I mean, it was just, uh, they were up yeah, in, the, in, the, yeah, yeah. in the top six for a bit. It was just, it was wild. So, uh that that's what you want to see though. Yeah. So thank you to uh Sophie Chavot 
for allowing that to happen. Not, you know, just for making it interesting <laughs> and, and knowing that you had so much firepower behind you that you could let it be exciting for a little while. But no, in all seriousness, that was, that was just, it was great racing by some, some underdogs. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Sweden, who, like we said, didn't have a very good uh, championships with some individual good results, but, um, you know, Elvira could have, you know, probably wouldn't have gotten the gold anyway, but uh, the miss yeah. didn't help or the, the penalty loop, but uh, yeah. it was good to see them mm-hmm. right at the top. Yes. Yeah. And then, right. yeah, Just, hey, you Norway. Know, yeah. Hasn't been great, but here we are. Yeah. Czech Republic in seventh. So that yeah. was a good result for them, even though yeah. their shooting was not uh, where they would have liked it. Austria. Yeah. Decent result. Yeah. Yeah. And then Norway in 10. Uh, Anna Gondler, by the way, had the best, uh, I think, best leg oh. too. So good for her. Oh, she's had an amazing championship. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. And Italy was a little disappointing too, right? Yeah, they were out of but it. Kamola starting right? with two two laps. Yeah, yeah. That and that didn't was it. Help. And then they never saw him again. Yeah. Similar thing, by the way. We'll talk about the Italian men, but similar thing happened to them. So it was just sort of stunning to see them. The Italians just totally out of it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latvia got lapped. Unfortunately, it was right in the range, which I don't recall seeing very often. I, I always thought that once they're mm-hmm. in the range, they let them shoot and then take them out, but. In the end, I guess it doesn't really matter, but yeah. Canada twelfth uh, with no penalty loops, so that no was penalty good. loops. Yeah, um, yeah. I so my thoughts on Canada. Sorry, I was pausing. My thoughts on Canada are so it's tough because all I think about is Emma Lunder and just how difficult you mm-hmm. know that has to be to you know to to lose your parent and then still be over there so yeah. um it just seeing her in any of these races just just is phenomenal so um mm-hmm. any thoughts on the men was it exciting yeah. was it interesting kind of as usual right <laughs> norway uh cruising to the lead to the to the win and then, what was uh, what was christensen's lead do you remember it was like a minute wasn't it uh it was it was much but I think I know the reason. I don't know if you read this article earlier uh, in the championship that he had probably the worst sleeping arrangement of everyone. No, I didn't see this. Uh, it sounded like they rented a, a house or a cabin. And uh, obviously, I don't know the details, but he ended up being the one sleeping in the kitchen. What? With basically no, you know, no door to close or... And um, they were joking about it, about him having the worst, you know, sleeping spot in the whole group of athletes. And, you know, for a nation like Norway, you would expect that they're, you know, I guess in a bit of bit of a better arrangement. Now, I have no idea if this was by any means uh, against his will or maybe he, you know, he's a bit of a fun crazy character so maybe he was just like oh whatever i can sleep wherever and maybe at the best sleep in his life i don't know but um it made me think of that right why i was like <laughs> maybe he's just really exhausted from not sleeping because he was in the kitchen and 
didn't have a lot of privacy. That is bizarre. I'm yeah, just, what I'm, a, yeah, yeah. I'm just stunned that that was the setup that they had. Uh, already Ligret with a lap. Yeah, you know. Well, Ligret with a lap, and then it still it's, didn't really seem to matter. It seemed like just like the French, like because they had Tarier and Johannes Tingnes, yeah. they were just, ah, eh, well, it screws back to the front. It's fine. And then this Man. is what's so weird to me is like Christensen has his his prone shooting and is perfect. And you're like, oh well, this is this is like, what are we even doing here? So like, I was I was having a conversation with my parents, like not even really paying attention, mm. and uh, I just I was yeah, sort of stunning. It was um, thirty seconds. That's that, how much the lead that, was. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's just crazy. Did you see that correctly. Yeah. Um, we mentioned the Italians, so. Uh, they uh didier uh biona uh sort of he had a penalty loop and they were way way behind i think they were like at one point in like 20th place or something like that Mm. hofer and jacomel had like the comeback of the of the year bringing them from it was something like 18th place to sixth so hats off to them like you could totally see a scenario where you know you're like i don't really like what we're in 18th place like it's sort of disappointing let's already in the mass start let's save our energy nope they raced themselves all the way back to sixth. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just looking at their times. No, I can't really find it, what I'm looking for. But uh, um, Oh, is it loop time? Yeah. 1912. Yeah, so Hofer was sixth of the third loop. And... Jack O'Mell was second just after, yeah. uh, just behind Contemporary. Just wild stuff. But a- so. ahead of Samuelson. Yeah. Samuelson must have been like, my guess is that he knew exactly what, um, what Christensen, Christensen had done. Yeah. Because even like the commentators were saying that he could still see the targets. Uh, oh, interesting. Down. Yeah. I, I would think that they reset them, but maybe. Because they only have, um, well, they have less than 30 teams, so maybe they don't yeah, and leave it no. down the way it is. But yeah. otherwise, I'm sure you would have seen it on the scoreboard or something like that. Um, you, and then, you, you know, his shooting has not been impeccable by any mm-hmm. means. Yeah. So then to keep your cool yeah, and to shoot five, that was uh, super exciting to see for him. And again... I'm sure he would have liked to have done better on an individual level, but at the same time to, uh, to beat the Norwegians. Yeah. Well, it was a bit of a, a gift on a platter perhaps, but at the same time, you still, still need but to put yourself in a position and you still need to do it. Right. Yeah. The margin wasn't that big. Like he still had to, he still had to shoot, hit the targets. Oh, totally. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, it's not like he, yeah. it's not like he could sit there and, and mess around. Like he had to hit him. So, um yeah. yeah so that was that was big i actually did want to go back real quick to the women's relay uh Simone, oh, yeah. uh had a shooting in the women's relay i think it was the standing shooting she had three extras and she it was like 38 seconds was her total shooting time it was the smoothest reloading of three extras i've ever seen it was just like whoop whoop like i it was so fast <laughs> and um so i mean she's yeah just i i'm i'm in awe of her her shooting right now but uh, yeah, it'd be really fun to 
to have a video of that and then record me when I'm trying to reload you know, to, to compare to <laughs> an amateur. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's like fiddling around. And oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, I just wanted to, I, we've talked about the Americans a lot, but uh, great, great real life finish in fifth. So it was a really nice, really nice finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonacci mm-hmm. and Doherty, Wright and Jake Brown. And Jake Brown, who has had a couple of bad relays where um, they've gotten off to a decent oh, yeah, start, but he, he closed very great. strong. So it was really, really great to see. Were you surprised that Christensen in the end still beat Fiume for the <laughs> sprint to the line? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that he put in the uh, put in the the energy for the surge. Yeah, yeah, uh, and good for him. QFM did look very tired, but so did Christensen. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, I don't know if he's like. I'm sure Christensen was super motivated to be like, I, I'm going to get at least a silver out of it, but. I was surprised that he was still able to uh, get back at him, but it's actually, I'm just looking at the times. So if uh, Samuelson started 30 seconds behind Norway, I'm just looking at the, uh, the loop times again and see, because it just seems weird to me that if Sweden was 30 seconds behind at the start of the, f- the fourth leg, and then Norway had three misses, and they were only 12 seconds behind. But I guess Samuelson just took his time, right, when he knew he wasn't yeah. going to be beat. Yeah. Shut it down at the end. Yeah. Celebrated, picked up a flag. Yeah, that's true. Polish men finished in ninth. Did I mention that? Nope. First time, well, I think. Czech Republic the... in, in seventh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So good, good days all around. Germans and fourth, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Mass start day. Any any big big surprises on the mass starts? Um. For the women, well, there was one fun incident. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the the medal ceremony. No, when uh, they start with the number three, oh, Jean Monod, yeah, yeah, and she basically <laughs> jumped on the number one spot almost. I thought that was she's, hilarious. She's uh, anticipating the future, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, great. I mean, great races by those three: uh, Justine Fatozzi and Jean Monod. Um, yeah, Simone with three misses, and she still finishes in fourth. That's you know amazing. Uh, did you, our Austrians, our Austrian uh, women. Hauser and Gondler, sixth and seventh. So Hauser, that yeah, was her okay. her best finish of the year after only the individual to start the year, and then Gondler that actually matches her career best. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mention Gondler real quick. So her finishes this week were really good. Um, I, I without looking it up, I think this was probably her best week ever. I mean, she went. 11th in the sprint, 12th in the pursuit, 19th in the individual, 7th in the mass start, which is her career best. And then she had um, some really great legs in the the women's relay and the mixed relay. So mm-hmm. it was just it was tremendous racing. And I mentioned this because we were big fans of hers. She's been on the podcast before, and we're interviewing her again in two days. So yes. very excited about that. Um, anybody else uh, stand out for you? Uh, Lotta Lee in 14th at a, yeah. at a good race. Yeah. Um, and two Estonians in the top 12. 
Two Regina Estonians in the top 12. Ermitz and two Lee Tomingas. Yeah. Two poles in the race. Yeah. Natalia Sidorovich in 16th. And um, uh, Joanna Yakiela was 25th. 25th, yep. One thing I forgot about the women's relay is that Steiner was actually on her way home. Like not, I don't think she was like in a car or whatever, but mm-hmm. she just, like she's, she was packed and already training in a, you know, rest of season mode. Yeah. As in, you know, pretty tough training. And yeah. then uh, got told that Price was sick and, <laughs> and then Steiner got into the fourth leg too, right? <laughs> she was in the mass start. Yes. Yeah. In the fourth, fourth leg. And no, no, sorry. In the, but on the, the relay, I think she was. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Last leg. Yeah. Which, you know, must make you feel so good that, you know, who knows how Price would have done. Yeah. But Sorry, she was, she was she first was, leg. She was first leg. On the relay? Yeah. She no, was first was leg. Hattie Wells. No, no, no. So Steiner's Austrian. Sorry, I, oh, I meant Sophia Schneider on the German Sophia team. Schneider. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. She, yeah. she was basically done. Yeah. And then uh, got called in to replace yeah. Preutz in the fourth leg of a relay. And then did, you know, it's a medal. Pretty good. Yeah. It's a medal. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, her. I know. Just, yeah. just, just wild. So, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, to, to, to turn your brain around that fast and to go from like training mode to competition mode. And yeah, uh, maybe it's a good thing. You didn't, didn't have enough time to get nervous about it, but. Um, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But you want a medal. It's just, yeah. And and I want to say you didn't just you weren't just on a relay team who won a medal. Like you made the last shots and mm. won the medal. So, yeah, that's nuts. Um, we, we already mentioned Tandervold. Her three misses on the first standing, and then she goes clean on the last one. But that yeah. was, that's another. It was it was fun to watch her in the mix for the first half of the race. And I had mm-hmm. this brief thought of like, hey, what if she what if she figured it out? And that was, you know, not so much fun to watch. Not quite. No. But no, but I mean uh, Justine uh was really the story of the day. She was quite emotional, hey? On the podium. She was. Yeah. Yeah. That was just just phenomenal racing. It was yeah. it was yeah. a perfect race. What are, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um and then on the men. Uh or Bo still I, boss. He is. He is. When he came to the last shooting, and there was like, he he didn't have a massive lead over Rastro Guyevs. I think it was only like ten seconds or so. Yeah, and I was like, it's not. And he's not a good totally shot, the bag. Rastro Guyev, right? So was that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I always think like if somebody like Ponsloma is ten seconds behind you, yeah, you know that there's a fair chance that he'll miss one, right? Yeah. So even if yeah. you miss one, there's still a good chance. But Rastoguyev has been shooting very well the whole season. Really well. So yeah. you know that so. if I miss one, there's a good chance he might not. And I think Bo yeah. would have still beat him if it was one one penalty over uh, none in the last shooting. But the way yeah. he just, JG Bo just, you know, shot mm, fired. Yeah. And, yeah. Just oh, so man, solid. And, and went yeah. away for gold. And, uh, it, it was a pretty fitting way for for the men's side to end. Kenton uh, Fiume, we've talked about him a couple times, but mm-hmm. he definitely closed Third. the championships on a high note with mm-hmm. 
um, the single mixed and then the relay and then this. I thought that he he had a pretty good pretty good last yeah. last few races. Tarje, just off of the podium, um, yeah. but he had he had a great championship. So you can't really feel. I mean, you feel bad, but you don't feel devastated for him. Mm-hmm. Shout out! Shout out to Jakob Fuck in sixth and Sebastian Stoller in seventh. Eh? Yes, yeah, Stoller just kept hanging around. I know, and he's he's just really one of those that's always kind of under the radar because you always feel like he's not quite at that elite level yet. Yeah, yeah, but he give him a couple years. Yeah, I really love the idea of him and Hartweg in like two years, maybe even next Mm -hmm. year, Worlds and and Switzerland. But just like this really nice one-two duo for Switzerland, Um, that could be a lot of fun. Just just to get like another nation that we don't see a lot of. Right. Just uh it's like a really solid one two punch. Um I think Eric Perot had a had a solid world championship, so he didn't knock anybody's socks yeah. off, but he's still what twenty four years old, so um Well and he had a silver, right? Yeah. So uh just a, a, a nice world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really happy for him. Uh was it, Hartwick was it is Nofron? actually not Something having the get. greatest thing. Who oh Johannes Kuhn. He Johannes Kuhn yeah. fell and I think the the barrel must have hit his head in his fall because oh, he man. was yeah quite banged up although you know blood makes things look bad very quickly i don't know how bad it was yeah yeah but um you you can bleed a lot from your head and it can look horrible but yeah yeah um i think somebody meddled with simonator's rifle because he had three misses in one prone shooting i'd almost like to go back in his stats and see what's when the last what's the last time that happened Yeah, I mean, there had to be some wizard or somebody who was affecting him on that one. That's the only, the only uh, um, possibility. That makes me like I was thinking, how did he miss? Maybe somebody touched him, and then was oh, it the first yeah. week where uh, Strello hit he did it uh, twice? Ligrets? and it was yeah. really interesting because I was specifically looking at uh, his uh, Ligrets shooting, and then I thought that. Strello hit his ski and instantly mm-hmm. the fourth shot went wide. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think there's like, there's official rules that you have to keep your skis within the lines between the mats. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you look at the, the sizes of some of these a- athletes and then these long legs, there's like, I am, you know, five, eight and I sometimes have a ski going over the line. So I think it's something that's generally accepted that, that, happens and yeah it's when you're so close to each other sometimes you touch each other so i don't think it's necessarily something you can be disqualified for unless there's a clear indication of doing it on purpose but um definitely felt like he was impacted and and missed because of it but yeah oh yeah definitely i would be i would be a little bit not not like thrown off balance like physically but just affected Mm. by something like not expecting to feel that behind you right yeah but i mean at the same time i would think at that level that they actually also practice with you know you go shoot and we'll put something somebody next to you who's clumsy or drops a pole on you or yeah you know touches your ski like you would think that they practice to to handle something like that um i think i sent you a video a while back with tandervolt on a more of a sorry not tandervolt um tyrell ekhoff Mm-hmm. On a uh, oh yes, a fun, yeah. 
yeah, Norwegian yeah. TV show and, yeah, and they had like yeah. a, a python around their neck and he was like yeah, dressed yeah, yeah, up like yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah. anyway, I I I I think they would practice for that. But still it it sucks when, you know, you feel like you missed the target because yeah. somebody touched your ski, but um and uh Rastoguyev in second. Yeah. Out Do you want to have the I I Sorry? No, I was gonna say, did you did you happen to hear all the conversation about like there are people who are very upset about Roster Guyos being in, in second place? Because of his the past doping suspension. Yeah. But it wasn't really the we talked with Clay Regan about this for a while. And, it, and anybody who's listening to this, if you've made it this far, I would highly recommend part two of our our interview with Clay Regan, listen to it. She has very well thought out discussion about doping and and the world anti-doping uh, association and and um we talked in particular about uh rastrogyev's case so um mm-hmm. I don't, yeah but anyway it just i thought it was interesting how strong some of the feelings were even this this many years later right right yeah um oh was he the one that missed his test three times he yeah so i i, I read into it a little bit more what happened was that it was like he his address was Mm-hmm. Um, he had had an address on file and apparently like there was something that like it had worked for a couple of years and then he didn't update it. Um, not like he didn't move. It was the same address, but for some reason that the address needed to be updated and he didn't. And so that was two of them. And then one of them was like, a uh, he missed the testing. So it was like one yeah. missed test and two address issues. Anyway, Wrong, regardless, yeah. it would, it, it, the rules, I, the rules, what it is, say... he broke it three times. No, I was going to say that I was impressed that he was actually able to hold off Quentin Fiumier because I thought, yeah. you know, he because he, he put in a lot of effort just to stay yes, yeah, in the front spot. So I was impressed that he was able to last to the finish and, and got in second. Yeah. Speaking of Quentin Fiumier, I, I mean, oh wow, I butchered that one. Quentin Fiumier, uh, his I was really impressed by his shooting. There was definitely a strategy mm. there of I'm going to shoot fast and this is my this is the way I'm going to do it because I need every advantage I can get. 23.9, 24.5, 18.2, 17.5. And it really felt like I I have to shoot clean and I have to shoot fast so I can get even like 5 or 6 seconds yeah. every, you know, just to just to build a little advantage. And it, it worked out, he got bronze. So, you know, good for him. Mhm. Anything else? Um, what, from the mass start, your... I just oh, say from ahead. the mass start, it was nice seeing two Americans and a Canadian in the mix. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, yeah. I didn't didn't finish too terribly high, but um, it was just it, you know you have to qualify for it, and so it was nice to that it reflected yeah. that they had good good performances throughout the worlds. Yeah, no, I totally agree. In general, any. Um, so here, this is this is what I wanted to talk about with uh, JT Bo was um, he now has uh, thirty eight total world championship medals. He has nineteen in uh, individual races. He has twenty golds and total and and ten uh, from individual races. He is seven back of Bjorn Dahlen, I believe, in both total and individual medals, and then he is tied for first in total golds. And he has one back of Forkad and Bjorn Dahlen for um, for individual gold medals. And 
he is obviously still, if not at the very tippy top of his game, he is still very, very good. I mm-hmm. fully anticipate that he is going to surpass both of them in the very near future. Bjorn Dahlen well, will be at least a year. year. Yeah, because right, yeah, because the seven. <laughs> but um, but Bjorn Bjorn Dahlen didn't have the benefit of some of the relay races, like the mixed relay and single mixed relay for for a number of years. But yeah, still, uh, you know, it just really feels like like. Well, I think is, the team around Bjorn Dahlen was also not as strong. The men's yes, relay team. Yeah. They were is, good. It, they were strong, but not as. Yeah, you know, I don't think he had uh, f- four people or uh, three other people on his team that were in the top five in the race <laughs> for the globe, right? <laughs> no, yeah. So anyway, it's just he's he is sort of establishing himself as the best. He's goat. putting together a, a was that the goat? Yeah, I think he is right. And um, so I was going to say this is two straight years of seven medals. He won three golds this year in the pursuit, in the individual, and the mass start. He won silver in the sprint when he was, what, four seconds back of Lagride. Was he better this year than last year? That's my question for you. He had three silvers I, in the, with a sprint and then two relays and then a bronze in one of the relays. And I don't, I don't believe that the relays were on him. I honestly see them as the same because I don't want to look yeah. at just the results, even though I'm, yeah. you know, you could argue that's the only thing that matters, mm-hmm. but just his dominance. Yeah. And given that, you know, he was four seconds behind a gold in the sprint. And like you said, he should have gotten at least one, if not two golds in the relays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To me, it's really, it's more about, He's 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 just the man. Like he 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 seems almost unbeatable. Yeah. And it's, and to me that was pretty much the same as last year. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like I said, the results are, are a bit different, but um in the end he's still yeah. When he when he's on a roll, there's just you're basically looking for the silver medal at the most. All the yeah. other ones. And it's interesting to me, I think, because we've had the conversation earlier this year that he wasn't as dominant this year as last year. And then in the sprint, he looked absolutely exhausted at the end. Yeah. Didn't, didn't matter. He's still, you know, it was just, he, he's still, well, I, like you say, he's still the man. Yeah. And, and also the ability to peak yeah. at a world championships or an Olympics every single time is not a lot of people do can do that Mm-mm. usually for most people it gives an extra pressure that are is hard to deal with mm-hmm. makes it harder but he seems to just thrive on it and welcome the you know the challenge of okay you you think i'm not gonna peak here prove me wrong there so, are very few people who I would say like you can count them on one hand, right? You get to the, get to the final shooting and you just expect mm-hmm. that they're going to hit all five. Like, and when he got to the final shooting in the mass start, I was like, ah, it's, you know, there was still a chance that he could miss, but I didn't expect it. Like he just, I can picture it in my, and I will always be able to picture it in my head. Cause he's, he's got sort of a, in my, in my mind, this sort of unique frame, this sort of unique uh, uh, outline of his body when he is, 
in his standing shooting. And he, mm-hmm. he doesn't use the uh, what the eye cover, right? And uh, and but he just gets up there, and it's just like you, it's, you can just feel that this is going to be five for five, and it's going to be in rhythm, and he's just going to ski out of there. And like, was there ever really a doubt? You know, yeah. and I always, I you know, it's like in in my mind, I can I can play up. Oh well, I guess if he misses, then he's got to do this on the final lap, and then I'm like, why did I even think about that? Like, what was the point? Because but was it's hit even it. like even if he misses one, yeah, he could still win. Like. It's likely mm. that he will still win, right? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway, so. it's um, yeah, it, it is. But it's Sometimes interesting because there are some sports where I don't enjoy when somebody's like really above yeah. the rest in a way. But even though, even though he is, I still don't feel like there's still a chance that he will not win. Yeah, that's biathlon. Every race, yeah, no, yeah. exactly, and that's what I enjoy with. Uh, the sport is that, yeah, yeah, even though his chance of winning is the largest by far, yeah. it doesn't take much to not win. So, yeah, it's, it's a great sport. I love this sport. It's, uh, yeah. you know, like you said, there's always a chance, but yeah. oh, that was fun. I'm glad that we've got some time to recover a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was a yeah, lot. I, I must say, just was, uh, the most like, notes I've ever taken. I know. And, and, and here's the thing. It's like, I know that we miss things. Oh yeah. Cause it's just, it's too much to, to stay on top of all of it. I'm just scrolling through. Oh, here's another story. Victor Brandt, 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 B-R-A-N-D-T mm. from Sweden. Uh, his yep. first career relay is he wins a gold medal at the world championships. And uh, so I think that we can, I, I would imagine he'll be back on the team. Yeah, because it was, and yet, Jesper Nellen? Jesper Nellen was on there as well, yep. Who uh, who did Brand replace? Uh, I'm not sure. He's... Can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, no. Femling? Pepe Femling? Oh, Pepe Femling, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah it's... Was uh, only, it's, only six... it's good to see when somebody gets a chance you know, same yeah. with uh, that German I was talking about, uh, Steiner. No, not Steiner. Schneider. Um, yeah, I know Schneider. Yeah, to you know, grab your chance and yeah, do it. Do yeah, just go for it. it really makes what me a, think I mean, just, that uh, the yeah. gap between the IBU Cup and the World Cup is is decreasing. That was, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that that the top the top 10 on the IBU cup any given week could maybe not win on the world cup, but they, they would, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be mm-hmm. just overrun. Yeah. Yeah. So, see, I'm going to well, make a note to do some research on that. <laughs> we have a week, uh, of no world cup <laughs> racing. And, um, I think we're yeah, going like to need, said- uh, talking to anna yeah uh wednesday yep yep so um that'll be up lots uh, of stuff to to listen to and sorry for uh being a little later this week yeah but um um, Um, thanks again for people that uh reacted on facebook and instagram uh we really appreciate letting us know if you let when you let us know how you feel and uh, oh, yeah. think think of our, our podcast so that's great um, um and yeah also i was gonna say can... 
definitely reach out even if we don't respond right away because oh yeah we yeah. read all of it and it, it really helps absolutely anything else yeah pay attention to junior worlds they start on friday um mm-hmm. yeah it's just fun so youth worlds and junior worlds and a lot of a lot of fun athletes out there um so where's that now uh, it's in estonia estonia there you go yep my girl Anna Andexer is going to go and try to conquer the world um but i mean I, I, this is this is gonna be the best uh the best of the the obviously the best of the world for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. u22s so uh, i hope it's a hope it's a good time i hope they have good weather um and see what do you mean having a break every race what's that well, you oh, said I, we're, we're having a, a little little break, but uh. yeah, I think we're, we're going to have a little break. I don't think that I can, I can wake up at three. This year, so the races are like three in the morning, so I don't know if I'll be getting up and watching for those. You? Right? Yeah, yeah, for me. Okay, yeah, then it's not going to happen on my side, at least not yeah, live. So that's what I mean. It's, it's, <laughs> I won't be watching them. I'll pay attention to results. Maybe I'll watch them later. But mm. yeah. yeah, yep. All right, let's get out of here. All right, man. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will and uh, have a great week. Absolutely. We will be back shortly. Bye now. Love you. Bye.